0: At the end of the episode, head over to the Trailblazer podcast page at trailhead.com forward slash trailpod. That's T-R-A-I-L-P-O-D to find resources paired with every episode. Now here's our show. This is Dana Hall, and you're listening to The Trailblazer, brought to you by Salesforce Trailhead, a fun way to learn. So if you're looking to start your career or make a mid-career change into a growing industry, then you're in the right place. In this series, The Trailblazer's Guide to Careers, we explore the different career paths in the Salesforce ecosystem of customers and partners. In each episode, you'll learn about what it's like to work in a particular role, what skills and qualities will make you successful, and what you can do to get started down that career
1: No, I'm definitely not a natural salesperson.
0: That's Mike Martin, a sales manager from Indianapolis.
1: (laughs) I was never the kid running around doing a lemonade stand. That wasn't me.
0: While Mike may not have been selling lemonade as a kid, some of his other childhood pursuits did unknowingly prepare him for his career in sales. Mike believes a good sales manager is a relationship builder, a solid listener, and someone who always has a detailed plan forward, whether he's planning out his sales cycle or building a replica of the Salesforce tower out of Legos.
1: When I was a kid, I wanted to be an architectural engineer. A lot of that came from my love of Lego. So I actually still have a love of Lego. If you look at my Twitter profile, you'll see Lego mixed extend with Salesforce and a little bit of craft beer. So Lego's always been a love uh, of mine.
0: In this episode... We're diving into what it takes to become a sales manager. Alternative job titles could be sales rep, sales executive, account executive, and others. If you're looking to get started in sales, you shouldn't place too much stock in the actual title, but rather the job description. No matter what your background or hobbies, you'd be surprised to learn how your past experiences have been preparing you for a career in sales.
1: I think my background with wanting to be an architect, architectural engineer, my love of Lego really kind of parlays nicely into how I build relationships and really try to put every piece in place to close a deal within the sales cycle. There are always a lot of moving pieces and making sure that the right connections are made is really putting a plan together. And if you think about architectural plans, when you're in the final stages of a deal, if you don't have a closed plan in place, which is pretty formal, you're probably not gonna win the deal because you're not thinking about what's gonna go right, what's gonna go wrong. I've had a lot of roles in my career. And one of my favorite roles was really being an account executive and in the sales world, an account executive is the primary point of contact, running and owning the relationship with the customer. So I'm in B2B or business to business selling, uh, which is a little bit different from uh, B2C or business to consumer selling. Obviously, you know, you're probably pretty familiar with B2C. It's you walking into a retail location or you buying something online. So it's kind of a business to an individual. When you're doing B2B, it's more about organization selling to organizations. So it can be more complex. You need to understand a lot about the organization that you're selling to. You need to understand and try to figure out what that organization structure looks like, where people fall. Do you have a champion, somebody that can help you and provide additional information from the customer? And then identifying who are going to be the roadblocks and find out how you can turn them around to be on your side.
0: Mike's going to be talking to us about his career in business-to-business sales. But Mike didn't start off in sales, which is actually pretty typical for a salesperson. Varied professional backgrounds and life experiences can make for a strong sales career.
1: So I had a really interesting path to technology and to the Salesforce world. I have a degree in computer engineering from a small engineering school here in Indiana but haven't really ever used like the core computer engineering. I learned very quickly. I didn't want to sit in a lab and design computer chips or work at the hardware level. So took a little bit of a detour. My first job out of school was for a logistics company. I was doing process engineering, helping basically with facility layouts and understanding how people and things move around warehouses. And learned, though, uh, over a couple of years that I missed technology. So I took a different role actually as a sales engineer, I didn't really know what that was, but I knew that I wanted to be at a technology company and I knew I wanted to talk to people, talk to customers in my role. So as a sales engineer, I was primarily responsible for helping the sales team to sell our technical product It was in the financial services industry, helping customers understand what the product can do, leading demos, answering technical questions. But I'll say that the best part of that job was it introduced me to Salesforce. I was able to pick up and learn Salesforce, was lucky enough to have some Salesforce training and spent most of the next two years really falling in love with the Salesforce platform.
0: After getting his first exposure to sales as a sales engineer, Mike realized that he wanted to take on more responsibility and not just assist the folks in sales to seal the deal. Feeling confident that he had skills to own the full sales relationship from prospecting to close was a realization for Mike. As an introvert, he had never pictured himself as a salesperson.
1: If I would have been asked 15 years ago to get up in a room, stand on a stage in front of 500 people, I think I would have run away. If you asked me to stand up in front of 500 people tomorrow, I think it would be almost an afterthought. You know, I'd still obviously need to prepare, and, but <laughs> but yeah, 15 years ago, there's no way I would have been comfortable with anything like that. So, you know, I think I obviously have a very background, but. Being in sales can really give you a lot of life skills that can be beneficial outside of just in the sales world.
0: Fortunately, for anyone thinking about a career in sales who may be worried that they don't fit the type, rest assured that there is no one type. Sure, you'll need to practice some extroverted tendencies in order to build rapport and relationships with customers, but having introverted tendencies can actually help you listen and internalize what customers are saying in order to offer the best solutions for their problems. Listening and thinking before speaking can go a long way in sales, which is ultimately far more important than being a natural extrovert.
1: Sales is a role that's really focused around building relationships and building trust with your customers. And you can do that in a number of different ways. I know a lot of successful sales reps that are relationship-based and they're great at taking the customer out for dinner and out for drinks and out for events. And there are sales reps that are really good at what they do because they understand where the customer is coming from and they can really make that connection at that level. So you can be successful in sales with a lot of different backgrounds. You might understand and see that there's folks that Talking to people comes supernaturally. Of course, they're going to be a salesperson. You know, those people can be good salespeople, but also folks that are introverted. As long as you have a way to connect with your customer, you can be successful in sales.
0: So it doesn't matter if you consider yourself an extrovert or not. The skills required to be successful in sales don't rely solely on your willingness to be the center of attention. As we just heard from Mike, one of the keys to success in sales is actually the ability to connect and build relationships, which a lot of us have practiced doing. How does relationship building come into play in a sales career? Let's start by learning about a typical day in the life of a salesperson.
1: So you've probably heard the term always be closing, and that really is a good mantra as you're in sales. Well, the day in the life of a salesperson really revolves around making sure that you're, uh, it goes back to that ABC, making sure that you're moving deals forward. So that could include... Maybe an early stage lead generation call where you're introducing yourself to your prospect and helping them understand what you do. And maybe that might lead into a discovery call with another customer where a sales rep and a solution architect or sales engineer are spending time diving in and asking questions about a customer's process or their specific needs. There might be a negotiation where you're talking with a legal department, lawyers on both sides, making sure that we can come to terms about a master services agreement or a statement of work. And there's obviously some fun and celebration too. So you know, maybe you just closed a deal, you're celebrating with your team and then getting ready to kick off a project and telling the new project team that's just been assigned about doing a traditional handoff of here's what we sold, here's what we understood, telling them about the customer and, and the exciting things that we're going to do for them.
0: So besides the soft skills of relationship building, an ability to stay organized is hugely important for sales success. Whether it's keeping your conversation straight, remembering key personal or account details, or simply delivering what you promised to a prospective customer. Keeping everything in order is necessary, but you don't have to do it alone.
1: A lot of it, though, comes down to staying up to date on everything. And it's really hard to stay up to date on multiple sales cycles if you don't have a tool to do that. You know, obviously, we use Salesforce for much of that, specifically the Sales Cloud products. So we spend time understanding opportunity stages. And typically, I'm updating my opportunities on a daily basis to understand where the opportunity is in the cycle, what the specific next steps are, and making sure that that's communicated up through my sales management team and typically even up to our head of business.
0: As a salesperson, you're key to the revenue engine of your company, which means if you succeed in your role, you're going to get noticed by the leadership of your organization. Not only because they'll want to know who their star seller is, but because you'll have opportunities to draw them into your conversations and presentations with customers. You'll have a chance to wow them with how you organize a sales meeting, and you'll also have the opportunity to manage up and help make sure they're best prepared to succeed when speaking with the prospect.
1: Something interesting about the sales role is it really interacts with every aspect of the company. So I've been exposed to the operations group. I've been exposed to our legal group. I've been exposed deeply to our marketing group. It's really a role. And, and you know, obviously I'm in an organization that's very sales driven. We're focused on growth and it's a sales driven organization, but sales really has a lot of flexibility and we have access to just about everybody within the organization. Another cool thing about sales, especially in organizations like AperiO, the executives typically like to get involved in sales cycles and to meet customers. So I've been able to personally build relationships with our CEO, with our CMO, with our CTO because I've brought them into sales cycles and had them talking to our customers and really doing the selling for me.
0: So far, we're learning that a good salesperson has to be able to build relationships, stay organized, and know how to bring in support from other teams and even company leadership to help close deals. This is different from what we see about sales in movies or on TV.
1: I think a lot of people imagine sales, uh, you know, like the boiler room, right? It desks the pit of, you know, people on the phone 100% of the time, you know, making calls, making calls, making calls. There's definitely lead gen and there's aspects of sales where there's a lot of cold calling, but really to be successful, even in that type of situation, it's a lot more relationship based. The innate skills that really make up the idea of being able to build good relationships come down to a couple of things. The first one that always comes to mind for me is being a good listener, you know we have 2 ears and 1 mouth for a reason you need to be in the moment listen to your customer make that connection you don't need to be thinking about what you're going to say next it really comes down to listening and and being an active listener it also comes down to being able to ask the right questions being able to ask open ended questions that can drive the customer to talk more about what they need It's really easy to get on a call and ask yes and no questions and be done in five minutes. But, you know, you're not going to have built a relationship and you're probably not going to have the information you need to move to the next step in the cycle.
0: In Mike's world, sales cycles are very long. He's typically talking to a customer for three or four months before he gets a buying decision. It's crucial for a salesperson to make sure that they're being an active listener, moving the deal along and anticipating what any future roadblocks could be.
1: As a new salesperson, you know, I always had happy years and always thought things are going great. But the best salespeople really think about what could go wrong in this sales cycle and how do we prevent that from happening. So it really comes down to knowing what you don't know, but foreseeing what might happen and making sure that you're putting things in place to prevent those things that could derail the deal.
0: So take off your happy ears and make sure you're paying attention to each detail of every conversation. Just because a deal started off on a positive note with a prospective customer being excited about your product... Doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to check in and make sure you're keeping up with their evolving questions and concerns. As preparation for a career in sales, you can start practicing active listening. What other sorts of everyday skills could a salesperson practice?
1: Someone that's looking to get into sales should really just spend time having conversations, making relationships with other people, being a little bit uncomfortable. There's a lot of salespeople that spend time cold calling and being told no a lot or not getting a response. You can't take any of that personally. To be successful, you have to have a lot of at-bats in the sales world. It's not, you know, every customer that you talk to is not going to convert to a closed deal. So you have to have a lot of volume when you're talking with customers and prospects. So being able to understand and take no as an answer and move on and not take it personally is important.
0: Learning to develop a thick skin, hear no, and not get defeated is huge for success in any role. Some of the other skills for salespeople are equally important, and you may have started honing these skills already in your life as a student, parent, or employee.
1: Sales reps have to have incredible organization and time management skills, because for the most part, sales reps are really given a goal and let go. So, you know, you don't have a structured, you know, meeting time every day, you don't have... Some groups obviously have set number of meetings or set number of calls you may have to make, but really it comes down to being able to manage your own time. So you're connecting with your customers, doing the appropriate follow-up and making sure everything gets done. It really comes down to you. Through my selling, I've been able to learn how to manage expectations. And really the key to being successful in services business, as well as many others, is setting appropriate expectations early A lot of it comes down to having the right conversations and knowing where risks might pop up. And that's helped me personally as well in a lot of my own relationships, my relationship with my wife, and honestly, my relationship with my kids. I got a five and seven-year-old boys, so being able to set expectations of, you know, what's expected of them when we're going out to dinner, even though they're a little bit hyper, (laughs) I've been able to uh, parlay my sales skills into my family life as well.
0: From knowing how to stay organized to managing the expectations of others. The soft skills you'll hone in sales can also help you become more comfortable with networking.
1: Really, every job that I've had, I've gotten through some sort of networking. My first job out of school, I met the owner of the company through one of the administrators at my college. My second job, I got through a connection I made at my first job. I was able to join Appirio because of, you know, we were actually a customer before and I had met the people that I was going to be working with. So networking is incredibly important. i probably meet with three to four people a month and just continuing that networking, understanding how I can help and how people can help me. I think community and building those individual networks is incredibly important. If I were to go back and give myself advice or talk to myself when I was younger about what I'm doing today, I think it would really revolve around, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you put your heart to. Use the skills that you build along the way to find that next challenging career and always be challenged in what you're doing. The challenges of sales were perfect for me, things I hadn't done before, but again, I had great mentors and folks to look up to and have along with me along the path. But really you can do what you put your heart to.
0: The soft skills required to be good at sales are things that everyone could benefit from. And a lot of these skills will make you a fantastic networker. We all know networking is important for finding your next job and meeting people in your industry. But it's also a great way to find yourself a supportive mentor.
1: Yeah, when I talk to people that kind of come into sales, (laughs) it's a lot of rejection. That's what I hear. It's a lot of people saying no in all situations. Anything you can do to find somebody that's a mentor, somebody that is really good at what they do and buy them a coffee, buy them a beer, find a way to connect and have somebody that you can go to for all of those tough questions and to pep you up a little bit when you get six no's on a Friday afternoon.
0: Mike's mentors not only help him when he's having a tough day. They're also the reason he went into sales in the first place.
1: One of my good friends and mentors who's an account executive and then actually ended up being my first sales manager when I moved into the sales role said, hey, man, you can do this. You know, you're really good at at building the relationships. Customers trust and respect you. And really, that's the key to sales. We can give you the toolkit on how to negotiate. We can give you the toolkit on how to have some of the tough conversations. But you have the skill set to be successful.
0: So having a successful sales career is similar to planning out a complex Lego design. There are always a lot of moving pieces and making sure that the right connections are made. Whether you're building relationships and putting every piece in place to close a deal within the sales cycle, or constructing a design out of Legos.
1: When I'm working on Legos, it's very analytical. It's a little bit creative, going out, finding something that I want to build, and then figuring out how to put it together. And that really comes down to finding the right pieces, knowing is there a piece that Lego makes that's going to fit or do I need to fit and find three or four other pieces that are going to work? You know, when I was working on the Salesforce tower, I tried about five or six different ways to put the top together before I found what I liked and what I worked. And I'm still not 100% happy with it. I'm likely going to do a revision. So yeah, it's, it's always iterating.
0: And these sort of tactics, creativity mixed with problem solving and being willing to iterate and offer something new when things aren't going as planned. These can help a salesperson close deals every quarter.
1: I wouldn't trade the time that I've spent as an account executive for anything. I'm prepared to basically do whatever I want to be able to do in any future role because I've had that experience as a sales rep.
0: This is Dana Hall. Now that you've learned what it's like to be a sales manager, let's talk about some smart next steps on this career path. First things first, head to the Trailblazers podcast page at trailhead.com forward slash trail That's T-R-A-I-L-P-O-D. There, you'll find resources paired with every episode, including a curated learning path to build your sales career on Salesforce for free with Trailhead. You'll also find information on the credentials you can earn to stand out from the pack and attract the eyes of hiring managers and recruiters. And don't worry, we have classes and workshops to prepare you for these credentials. And when you're ready to register for one of them, don't forget to use the discount code TRAILPOD for 10% off. And remember, learning is always more fun with friends. Check out trailblazer.salesforce.com to meet millions of trailblazers from across the globe or right in your backyard. So make sure to say hi to us on Twitter at Trailhead with the hashtag TrailPod and on Facebook at Salesforce Trailhead. Now's your chance to get started on your next adventure. See you soon at trailhead.com forward slash TrailPod. See you on the trail.
1: to you by Salesforce Studios. This has been a Trailblazer Radio production.